Hello, welcome to the Pillsy Entertainment Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian Arvizi, alongside... Josh Avendano, welcome to our show. This is our third time, the charm trying to start it. So first topic we have today, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Adrian, let's go post it for time. What do you think? So hyped. I'm going to tell you why. Tell me. It was... It wasn't colorful. Because, like, when I see, like, the Thor Ragnarok, was like, or, like, the new Guardians of the Galaxy one, it felt like it was just throw-up of, like, just, like, rainbows yeah. and cupcakes. But no, I felt like it was a homo, no, hom, how to say homage? Homage, yeah. A homage to, I guess, maybe the old Star Wars posters and, like, keeping up with that, um, I don't know how to describe The grit? The, yeah, the grit. Yeah, yeah there, we, there go. we go. The grit, the grit of it. That's why I liked it. What, what about you? I love the poster. I felt, though, that maybe, like, there was just, like, old, like, just, like, test art that they did before, and they just threw it on there. But I still liked it. Tell me, you think the theory about when you turn it upside down, is it Darth Vader? You think that's true? No. No? Uh, all right. I think so. No, that's all right. No problem. So, all right. Have you tried looking it upside down, like, on your phone or something? Yeah, I did. <laughs> they did. There's this picture that it was on Instagram, on Twitter. Even Mark Hamill retweeted it. If you turn it upside down, you connect all the dots and everything to Darth Vader, which I thought that was pretty cool. If Disney was trying to do that. Now, I don't know if they are. Dude, imagine they just did that by accident, and all of a sudden, like, oh, oh crap, this this kind of looks like Darth Vader's head. Maybe. I felt like I felt like they know what they're doing. Maybe they did it intentionally without trying to make it look like Darth Vader, but they just did it so people can start talking about it. So tell me, that trailer, it came out Monday night during football at halftime. I didn't care for the game. I just wanted to watch the trailer. <laughs> tell me, your thoughts, your aspirations, everything on that trailer. Are you more hyped for this movie than you were before? I'm about the same hype. Because of my hype was really high. And what I disagree with everybody on the, I think it was the first trailer or whatever. Or like a, the quick exclusive, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was the exclusive tra- the exclusive trailer behind the scenes a little bit. And then, no, it was the first trailer and the exclusive trailer, I think. And then what when the part where it says, Mark Hamill goes, oh, the Jedi must die. Yeah. I don't think he means the Jedi must die. I think it's just like he sounds like a grumpy old man when Ray's like, oh, hey, come help me. He's like, no, the Jedi are dead. They need to be gone. Like, he's over it. Like, I'm done. Yeah. What I really, really liked about this is that you saw the stakes in the movie. You know Ray's busting her ass trying to become a Jedi Knight. And I feel like there's a lot of trick shots in there like they do with every trailer. Just, like, some stuff to, like, they show scenes of other scenes. They put them together that way it looks like it. Like, you've seen the trailer, so... One towards the end where it's Kylo Ren and it's Rey. She's like, I need someone to help me. And then he sends his arm out. I think that's just a fake out. I really do. I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe he brings, Rey brings Kylo to the light side. But I really do think that's like a fake out scene. I just think it's or something. they totally just fuck each other up. It's like some battle to the Yeah, you, you never know. So uh, I really, really like this trailer. This was a what, good what, second what, what trailer. What's your favorite part? Why do you think it's so good? My favorite part was just... The fact that you see that it's darker, you see that it's grittier, which is something Star Wars really, really needs. After The Force Awakens, which I loved a lot, but it was a little bit lighthearted. It was funny. I like that. Why, why do you think it needs to be grittier or need to be taken to that place? We, we need to have those stakes in the Star Wars universe. We really, really do. There hasn't been really any stakes. I mean, in, Ep- in uh, Empire Strikes Back, you got to see some of it. You have to see the repercussions of everything that's going on with within the world. Luke becoming a Jedi and all the struggles that he faces. So, like, instead of like having, oh, it's gonna be happy and working out, you want to you want to see more like the 
their actions are gonna have bigger consequences. Yeah, yeah. We need they need those actions. Like you saw in Rogue One, there was actions and consequences to everything going on, which I thought set up perfectly for the original trilogy, which is great. This needs to set up high stakes that way we get to see because Snoke's a big bad guy. You just got to see him in the trailer. He looked like he was on something, on some type of powerful dark side stuff. We need to see why he's like the big villain. We need to see why there are repercussions to everything that's going on. I'm like, who the hell is he? Like, get into that. Exactly. I'm pretty sure we're not going to find out till the ninth movie, but I'm okay with whatever happens right now. I'm, I want the grit. I want the darker side, which I think it's awesome. Tell me, you have any fan theories on what's going to happen? Um, not really. I don't have a, a big... At least when it comes to Star Wars, I wasn't big theorists because I, I was always like, I'm going to just watch it and play it out. The theory that I thought that was stupid before um, before Force Awakens was that Jar Jar Binks was secretly the fucking... Uh, yes, no. <laughs> that, was my, that was my favorite one because oh, it seems so unlikely. But what I did like about the trailer was, you're right, it did give us... It didn't give away too much. And I like it didn't give away too much. I mean... You get the sense that, okay, it's about to go down. We don't know how it's going to go down, but it left a mystery to it. And that's what I, I guess I can appreciate more. Yeah, I do I do like that mystery. I do like that it didn't give anything away too much, which is what a trailer should be. You shouldn't show anything from the movie, but I like that. I'm excited for that. We're both excited for the movie. Did you buy your tickets? Because I bought my tickets just before the site crashed. No, I didn't. I didn't buy my tickets. I, I literally go... To the theater down the street, and nobody's there. Yeah, and I see, can walk in, and it's fine. See, tickets went on sale like in like I think an hour before the trailer release. I saw it on Twitter. It's a like, holy hell! I got mine just before that the site crashed because Pandega was doing the stupid thing where you have to wait twenty minutes like an actual line, and then AMC app just crashed. So, so I'm happy for it. Did you know Fandango crashed? I know they crashed. Yeah, Force Awakens. I mean, they they crashed with Force Awakens, but this time they're better prepared. Mm. All right, so the next topic we're going to discuss today are hidden gems that we find on Netflix. Now, these aren't just like the popular shows like 13 Reasons Why and Stranger Things. We're going to try to stay away from the mainstream stuff. So so you guys, you know, when you look on Netflix, you're not bored out of your mind trying to look for fucking something to watch. Yeah, so we're going to come up with a list of top five from each of us. So Adrian, your five to three shows and or movies on Netflix that you think people should watch. One by one. One by one? You can start it off. All right, for me, number five, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Wet Hot American Summer 10 Years Later. I really did like the, I like the original movie. I like the show, the, the day before summer camp. And the 10 years later, it's stupidly funny. Like, all the jokes in there, they're so stupid, but they're so funny. That, I think that's what makes the show good. That's why it became a cult classic with the original movie. A lot of the original cast came back. And I like the fact that... um. Bradley Bradley Cooper, he was in the original movie. He was in the the show the day before camp. But he couldn't be in this show, so they got Adam Scott to um, replace him. And just the way that they acknowledged the replacement, it was a nose job. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. I was dying of laughter. Adrian, you're number five. My number five. I'm going to go with Sensei, which is a show produced by Netflix. I'll give you a little quick synopsis. It's where eight strangers from around the world and they're somehow connected telepathically. And they have to, they're running from like this super secret organization and it's well done. 
what my favorite thing is is the characters are so diverse and have such different backstories, but they it's they come together in a sense to defeat this other entity that's trying to come after them. And it's a learning experience about humans and each person's side on what they go through and the emotion. It's a very dramatic storytelling. Have, have you seen it, Josh? I have not. Was this the one that just got canceled but was picked up for like one more episode? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I've heard about the, it. I guess they're Wachowski sisters. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're best known for they used to be brothers. They transitioned yeah. to sisters. They did the Matrix uh, trilogy. So, yeah, this this was a great show. Even if it's, if it's done after two the two seasons, it says the, fin- yeah, the finale coming in 2018. Yeah, all right. So, so I'm, I'm really happy for it. I'm really happy for the showdown. All right. So my number four, this is another show I think everyone should be watching. It's called American Vandal. Now, this is done in the style of a um, making of a murder type series where it's like eight episodes. It's about this guy who's a known dick drawer all around the school. And one day there's a vandal on the teacher's um, cars with just drawn dicks and he's blamed for it. And they go into the series and like there's a filmmaker and he's trying to explain why he didn't do it, how each like dick was drawn differently from his. And there's just, there's more into it. There's like, more storytelling into it, which I thought was really funny. Like there, there's a scene that involves a party with a guy who says he drank eleven beers, but really he drank one. There's another one about a girl who has a list of guys like she has done sexual activities with, which gets involved. I think it, it's just really funny, and just the way they pay homage to all those detective shows and the like, the making of a murder style. I thought that was great how they did it. Um, what, what would you say? Okay, yeah, it's great, but is it? What what makes it that way? I know you went into a lot of like different touch different stuff, but like what specific thing that you could say that kind of stood out for you? I just think the fact that it's like a mockumentary type thing, like how you had making a murder, how it was all serious, and you had all these clues to why it possibly wasn't him. They did the same thing with this with this TV show. You had like I think eight or nine, maybe ten episodes that dove into why there's like this big conspiracy. And they just dove into it really well, just like any, like just like making a murder did. I was hooked. I wanted to find out more. I want to know did he really do it or did he not? Which it was great the way they had it. I loved it. I hope they bring back for season two. All right, I'm gonna go in a different route than you. It's a a stand up comedy hour. Uh, Joe Rogan triggered. <laughs> I've seen that. Very funny. And like what I what I found different or not necessarily different, but what I liked is he. Joe Rogan, he's a very intellectual guy, and he gets into all these, I guess, ideas that people find controversial, and he just pokes fun at it, and he just, just like, hey, I'm noticing all the flaws, and he's very erratic, it's, it's very, I, I love it, and the reason, I love it so much, because it's just random, the randomness, and that I find, because I, I like to de- think really deeply, and just to find the flaws and just over-exaggerate like he does in his comedy special. It was fantastic. Really recommend it. Good, good solid hour of my life. My number three that I would suggest is this show. I just started watching it last night. It's called Big Mouth from the creative minds of Nick Kroll. And it's just about these two best friends. John Mulaney. Yeah. And John Mulaney is in there. Uh, but he didn't create the show. He's just in there. So it's about these two friends who are going through the big change of puberty in middle school and they're trying to navigate through all that and it's just i'm only like a few episodes in but this show is so great it's so funny just the way that 
just to see how they act while going through puberty. It's funny because I can relate to some situations, other situations not so much. But I just thought it was funny. They they there's this one episode where they go to the Statue of Liberty, and one of the main character's girlfriend gets her period for the first time. And I just thought it was so funny how they handled that situation. It was hilarious. I can't wait to finish that show and see it come back for another season. Cause it is great. I can't not suggest you don't watch that show. And it's oddly relatable because everybody went to that odd phase where just like in middle school, you know what the fuck you want? Yeah, like exactly. Kind of leads into high school a bit, but it's just like middle school, like everybody's just like, what the, everybody's, your body's changing, like you're making fun of other people, but then you realize, oh shit, this is happening to me too. Yeah, raging hormones. I just thought it's funny. It is very relatable. And we all know, like, we have those friends who did all that stuff and it was going through it, and you know, as people were changing. I just thought it was funny. I can't get enough of that show. All right, Adrian, you. My next show is it's produced by IFC on Netflix called Documentary Now. Oh. Uh, creators is Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, and Seth Meyers. It, it's a show where they parody documentaries, and it is hilarious. Just odd, oddball-type documentaries, the wackiest things. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Right now we have the gardeners outside. Sorry for the noise, but just you know. Yeah, just so you guys know, we are like in a little small room in our cl- in our classroom at Long Beach City College. We're right outside the door, so if you hear it, it just kind of ignore it, flush it out. It's really hard. I'm yeah, so sorry, so sorry. But anyways, it's a it's, it's a spoof and a parody on documentaries on how like it's taken so how most documentaries taken so seriously, like Vice shows stuff like that, and just just wacky wacky on like topics. I, my favorite episode is season season one episode five where a town they have a festival totally dedicated to Al Capone <laughs> and they it's a they filmed the documentary about around this town and they have a, a competition who looks most like Al Capone it's hilarious recommend hundred percent all right so my next one is a movie now this movie was not produced by Netflix it just it's on there it came out. Let early last year, I didn't get to see it in theaters, but I got to. I bought the DVD. I'm glad it's on Netflix. I always recommend this to people. It's Sing Street. Sing Street is a movie based in the 80s in London about this guy who starts a band for this girl. And throughout throughout the movie, they get better and they get more influenced by other bands. So I thought it was really cool. One of my favorite montages when they're being influenced by The Cure because The Cure is one of my favorite bands. And you get to see he starts dressing like Robert Smith with the crazy hair, starts wearing makeup. And it's just really good. The songs in there were catchy. The movie was really, really good. I was so sad that I didn't get to see this in the movie because this made hardly any money. And the movie's so, so good. I cannot recommend this movie to anyone. Everyone should see this movie just because you it's like a teenage boy. Why, Why should they see the movie, Josh? Because it's so great. The song, What's so great about it? <laughs> the storytelling is great. The kid actors are great in there. Just the... The songs are great. Everything about it is so great about it. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I like it. The kid actors do a great job. The music in there, they're really catchy. You start humming it. They're really good. The storytelling is perfect. I mean, you got a little boy who's bullied at school, and then he starts a band just, for, just to get the attention of a girl. And it, it actually becomes something, which is really cool. 
And then throughout, yeah, yeah, we all had that idea. Also. Yeah, everyone has that idea. And then you get to see their sort of struggle as a band. People are being making fun of them because they're being influenced by eighty style music. Most importantly, like there's a scene where he starts dressing like Robert Smith and he starts wearing makeup. He goes to a Catholic school and his priest, he's not he's not happy with that. So he like actually verbally attacks him, not verbally, physically attacks him and starts washing the makeup off his face. And you get to see that, and they end up writing a song about that, which I thought was great. They took all the struggles and all the heartaches that they were going through, and they actually wrote a song. And they, it was cool because they're actually making their own music videos and everything. You got to see what it would be like if you actually started a band for a girl, and you actually were good. Because I've, I've done that. Not for a girl, but I started a band. It was pretty bad. We had like three crappy songs. <laughs> Highly recommended. 10 out of 10. Uh, ne- next one I recommend it's called Spectral. Have you seen it, Josh? I've heard of it. It's post-apocalyptic type world when in in, in a European city and the the special ops group hires an engineer because they're fighting like this weird mysterious force that you can't see that's just obliterating people, just wiping them out. And what what I liked about it was it. So why we have Netflix originals? Why Netflix has this original? Because this is an, a, a totally different. It seems like it could be like a small time independent film, and that could like come up and kill. Could kill a lot of the big big time films, or go up against big time films. I mean, and the the story arc and I guess the characters are really relatable. You can get attached to them. It's not very generic in a way, but it was a good. It was what was good was the the story that I don't know I got the um I don't know like kind of like an old ghost story alien type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one, Josh. Last one. Yeah, I would give some special recommendations that didn't make my top five. I still think are watchable. One's a movie. It was made and produced. I forgot which company did it, but they ended up going through Sundance and Netflix. Bought the rights to it. it's the fundament the fundamentals of caregiving with Paul Rudd, Selena Gomez. Yeah, yeah, it was, re- it was really, really, really good movie. I enjoyed it. Should watch another. It's a brand new show came out two months ago. It's called Atypical. It's about a family with the son who has who has autism. Yeah, he has and he autism. Wants to have sex. Yeah, he wants to have sex. It's really funny. I really enjoyed it. Another one is Glow. It's with Allison Brie from Community. It's really good. It's about her. She's an actress. She's not quite making it, so she goes to wrestling. Another one is Nightcrawler. It's not produced by Netflix, but it stars Jake Gyllenhaal. It came out in 2014. I think he was robbed of being nominated for an Oscar because he was so, so great. I'm not just saying the movie is great because I'm a journalist and that's what he was doing, but with video, but it was still great. Another one is the Voltron series, which is really, really good. But the number one pick that I think anyone, I'm sorry, everyone should watch it's Homecoming King by Hansan Minaj. It's a comedy special. You should watch it. I'm going to tell you why. It's a comedy special. Hassan Minaj is Muslim. He was born in UC. He was born in Davis, California, to immigrant parents. So he style, He tells a story of what it's like growing up. He tells it of his first heartache, which I thought was really good. The comedy special. It was funny. It was. It brought me to tears at some point because it was very sad. Just the way that the struggles you have to see, especially. I know he talks about what it's like after 9-11 for his family, which really got to me. And then he talks about how he got to um, audition in front of 
Jon Stewart, which I think is just the god of comedy and political satire for his spot on The Daily Show now. Homecoming King, I can't get enough of. I watched it like five times already. It's really good. It's really funny. It's really sad. Anyone should watch it. It's based on his one-man show that he did off-Broadway and then turned into a comedy special. Anyone and everyone should watch this. And just to name a few of mine that didn't quite make it, but should go watch Battered Bastards of Baseball about the the minor league team in Portland that was actually more more than just about baseball, just more about the guys in it. A Manhunt, which is about the um, the hunt for uh, the Unabomber, really good. Uh, I think uh, Sam Worthington. Is pretty awesome. He plays his character the point uh, that and brings that idea of like obsession into it, which is really great. And I think my last one was Icarus. Yeah. Icarus, a documentary on the uh, the Russian statewide doping by uh, Brian Fogel. Really great. It humanizes one of the. Um, one of the witnesses in the investigation, and he's really, it's really well done, very in depth. So check those out. And now, we've been doing what six? This is our six podcast. I think so, somewhere around that six or seven. So we're gonna get into why we started this podcast, why we're still doing the podcast, even though we may or may not be so good at it. So let's go ahead and just give it a little bit about it. Adrian, tell us. Why 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 did you want to start this podcast? Well, I I watch um I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and it's something what he does is like he has this this free this freeing type conversation where you can talk about anything and you can bring people on and be open and he's always telling me, Oh yeah, I think everybody should have a podcast and, you know, I thought, no, this could be cool, but what can I incorporate? And then Josh over here came to me like, oh, it's a good idea to talk about film and gaming, and I thought oh, that'd be awesome, because all, all we do is talk about movies and video games, and video games have been a giant part of me all my life, because, you know, it's sort of an, an escape, like that alternate reality, just to relax and forget, like Destiny, I can just go and get lost into another universe, and with movies, especially with the, I mean, kind of been more to the comic book movies, just because I resonate with comic books a lot more, but films itself like Science of the Lambs, and, let's see, what else? Movies. Not him, but, I don't know, I just wanted to get that out there and be like, what we think, even though we're, we're professionally unprofessional, remember that, guys, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is why I want to do this. You know, I talk to a bunch of people that, you know, don't really know about it, don't really know about about films, and, like, when they go to the movies, oh, what do we watch, what should we watch? And this is a great fucking idea. I love doing this. All right, so Pillaging Entertainment, it started off with an idea with our photo advisor, Chris Viola. I was, we usually, it was just him and I, we just talk movies and mostly, like, comic books, nerdy stuff all the time, especially during summer when I took summer courses here. And then one day it just started, we were just talking, and then another friend chimed in. He's like, you know what, you guys should just start a podcast. And we're like, that's a good idea. I mean, who doesn't want to hear from three professional, unprofessional people? I mean, this is, I think it's a great idea for us, especially being journalists, to kind of venture out from what we normally do in our classroom. 
That way we our more thoughts and ideas are here, especially because we love talking movies. We love talking games. We love talking rumors about stuff that can happen. This is something that we wanted to do. I remember during the Oscar when um, David Chazay won for La La Land, he said, people love what you're passionate about. And we're passionate about it. Some people like our stuff already. I have friends on me. It's pretty good. What we can improve on. So that's why we're doing Philogene Entertainment. And I got to give thanks to Screen Junkies and Collider Video because... I've been watching them since I was in high school, and I was wanting to do something like that. So I want to be a writer, write reviews on movies, and that's what we're doing now at Pillage Entertainment through our podcast and through our written work. Hopefully, get more video games up on there, but yeah, hopefully we get more. But we we like talking movies. We'll get more games up there pretty soon. We want to venture out to do more stuff, but we're kind of small but right now. At this point, it's much more easy to do films. So all you gamers out there, just cling on. Yeah, hold on. We'll get there. We're entertainment news. We're going to bring more stuff. Hopefully one day we'll we'll have our own segments, just something for TV shows, something just for games, and something just for music. But we're just three guys right now in a small room with very limited time because of school and work. So once we get more traction and once we get, hopefully, we'll expand someday with whatever we can. We'll incorporate more. All right, guys, and that concludes our podcast for the day. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Pillaging Entertainment, and Twitter, Pillaging Entertainment. Find us on Facebook on Pil- at Pillaging Entertainment. I think it's up now. It should be up. Hopefully. Go like us on there. We have a special interview that Adrian did today with Jordan Walker of the Long Beach City College Film Club. That will be up. Go watch it. His take on Blade Runner 2049 will be on there. His favorite movies on there. Go watch it. Hopefully, he'll be back. Maybe more people next time. All right. And that concludes the Plenty Entertainment Podcast. Hope you guys have an awesome day. Until next time.